I'm very glad to see you all safe and sound in the pew, and hopefully you have thawed out by now. My aging and aching muscles are slowly recovering from lugging Sadie the dog and both girls and our inflatable boat down to Grant Park to go sledding. Hopefully you were also able to get out and enjoy the snow. Y'all have already preached my sermon for me. You preached it over and over again through social media and through those neighborhood gossip chains. You preached about living your faith. If you looked at the front page of the AJC or the New York Times or the Washington Post on Wednesday, you saw the picture of one of our parishioners passing out food to stranded motorists. Hopefully you also caught the interview on NBC Nightly News where another parishioner had the same drive to serve, to serve food and water and other necessities, to leave their safe and warm house and venture out in the snow and ice and hike several miles to minister to those who were stranded on the highway. These stories were proclaimed around the world on international news in Spain and other places. And the story that was told had nothing to do with their achievements as professionals or the amount in their bank accounts or the degrees that they hold. These stories that were proclaimed throughout the world focused on who they were as people. The folks who ventured out and brought food and water They are people of compassion, people of faith, people filled with love. No doubt the food and water were important, but their actions were about more than just coming out to the cars. It was about more than the food and water. It was about them coming and offering their gift of presence as well. Their presence alleviated isolation. Their presence reminded folks that they were valued, that their distress was seen and responded to out of love. Some of you who were among the stranded also offered presence, helping to push cars with spinning wheels. And that ministry of presence continued with those of you who could not go out and hike to those in need. You offered presence through social media and through texts, encouraging one another, reminding those in distress that you were holding them in prayer. And inch by inch, hour by hour, 
as they made their way home, they were not alone on their journey, but were surrounded by a community of care. And then some of you took it even further and offered to be present by opening your home to friend and stranger, offering safe shelter. You risked being vulnerable with one another in the midst of this metro-wide crisis of overwhelming need. These are stories to be proclaimed and remembered. This is what Christ calls us to in living the life of faith. We promised from the very beginning of our journey, and we continually recommit to seek and serve Christ in all persons and love our neighbors as ourselves. This takes more than just responding with compassion when faced with need. Seeking and serving and loving all persons requires that we share all that we have and all that we are with one another. Our desire to seek and serve and love so completely comes in response to our own experience of God's unconditional and liberating love for us. The love of God enlivens us to go out and share that same type of love throughout our lives, through our own words and actions. And so now that the snow is over and we are no longer faced with a common crisis, the question remains, how do we continue to be present with one another, to love and serve one another, those known to us and those we have yet to know? One answer is to continue to be intentional about our practice of faith. Intentional about coming to worship and saying our prayers and participating fully in this community. In the gospel today, we hear how Mary and Joseph are faithful to keep the religious rituals of Jewish law, which requires that their firstborn son be brought and presented in the temple and offer the prescribed sacrifice for his redemption. They were devout in their faith and in the, the observance of their faith. And that devotion... That practice of faith opened the way for Simeon and Anna to proclaim God. Simeon testifies to the faithfulness of God that God will bring glory upon all the people. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, 
whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. The presence of the long-expected Messiah, this fulfillment of God's promise, brings joy and peace to Simeon and is the proclamation of God's goodness to the community. We don't have Anna's words, but we are told that she proclaims Jesus as the one who will bring redemption and set the people free. So this simple act of Mary and Joseph practicing their faith has opened the door for the good news of God to be proclaimed to the entire community. A few minutes ago, we just sang in the last verse of the sequence hymn, For thou surely, thou shall surely bless all those who live the words they pray. Practicing your faith is important. It matters whether or not we come to worship and say our prayers. It matters if we participate in the life of this community. Each of these have an impact upon our spiritual lives. And our spiritual development has an impact upon the lives of others around us. When I was in college, I was one of those weird college students who actually went to church on most Sunday mornings. And I helped to revive the Canterbury Club, which was the Episcopal student group. So my friends knew my faith was important to me, not because I insisted that they go to church or be part of a religious group, but because they paid attention to my actions. And so one evening, one of my best friends called me in tears. She was the RA of a dorm, and that night there had been an accident. One of her residents had been hit by a snowplow while crossing to the street to walk onto campus, and he had died. She had witnessed the whole thing. I came to sit with her that night. She said to me, Elizabeth, you know I'm an atheist. Will you have faith enough for both of us tonight? I said, of course, and told her to lay down, and I began to say my prayers quietly while she tried to get some sleep. I hope that my presence that night granted her some peace. You probably have a similar story of someone asking you for prayers because they knew you were a person of faith. Practicing our faith matters. Mary and Joseph were simply being observant, faithful Jews. 
But their practice of faith opened the way for Anna and Simeon to proclaim God's goodness to an entire community. The way we practice our faith, the time that we give to it, and the care with which we tend to our own spiritual development matters for us as individuals and as a community and as agents of God working in the world. So come to worship and be diligent in study and in prayer. And allow yourself to be reminded of God's love freely offered to us. And rest in the grace of that love. And then go out and respond to God's abundant love with your life. Practice generosity and presence and faith. And God will continue to be proclaimed throughout the world. This community practiced faith this week in how we responded to the crisis. Let us commit to continue in the days and weeks and years to come to proclaim God's, the good news of God's love for all the world through our lives. Live your faith out loud. <laughs>